What's up, what's up, guys? Man, welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a short hiatus. We had made it through the hurricane, but we're back here at Everybody Has an Opinion. Shout out to my co-host, my man, Brandon. What's happening? What's happening? What it do, Jason? What's good? What's good? What's good? Guys, we got so much to talk about. If you haven't heard this show for the first time, or if you're listening to this show for the first time and never heard what this is about, see, Everybody Has an Opinion is a real sports show brought to you by real everyday people, man. All we're doing is having a good time talking about sports, but at the end of the day we want to create a platform for everybody else to have a good time as well and talk about what we talk about so listen we just went through irma it was kind of crazy how y'all feeling how y'all holding up i'm feeling wonderful i mean no real major damage in terms of my family or, or property or anything like that i went and took a, a much needed vacation and i'm just happy to be back what about Mr. you Jake? i'm good i'm good you know just i'm blessed uh can't complain too much Vacation, huh? He signed no, us. He's he, he taking on more of the sexy flexy today, don't right? you think? I mean, Chris, I'm what's, to this what's, man right now, <laughs> what's going on right now? This man <laughs> is smooth. Like you too smooth for me, man. I'm just saying. So today we got a lot to talk about on the show. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be, you know, I don't know, interesting <laughs> to say the least. To say the least, we're gonna touch on a lot of different topics. Wait, I mean, time out, time out, time out. We're not gonna touch on the fact that this man flew away from the hurricane. Oh, uh, you gonna he put this scared? man out there like that? All right. You really about to put this man out there. I digress. Let's get back. We got a lot (laughs) to talk about. We've been out for two weeks, so, you know. Yeah, we've been out for two weeks, and I mean, I feel like so much happened in those two weeks, too. Like, it wasn't just a regular two weeks. We picked, like, the worst possible two weeks to be missing, too, right? Can we, we're going to have to do a recap. Like, we're definitely going to have to do a recap. Am I tripping? I know Justin Case is definitely going to touch on a lot of that, uh, a lot of the two weeks that just passed. Got a lot. Got a lot. So, I mean, for those of you guys that are, that are wondering what exactly we're going to kind of touch on today, I mean, one of the things for sure, we want to talk a little bit about freedom of speech. And what do I mean by freedom of speech? I don't know I'm saying like freedom of speech, like, like you know, Charlottesville, freedom of speech. Uh. <laughs> but I'm talking more so along the lines of, you know, is it okay to speak the truth in this country anymore? Because it seems like the more real you keep it, the more trouble you get in. And so we're going to talk about a lot of things. Jamel Hill is definitely one of those things that we're definitely going to touch on. I want to give a big shout out, though, to um, you guys as a whole, but not just you guys, but all the people that have been supporting us. For those of you guys that also that um, are listening and and asking, what exactly is this initiative? What's going on? What's behind this? We do a lot of stuff on social media, and we've been building our communities on Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth, and a lot of people have been really responding really well. Shout out to people like DeAndre. Shout out to people like Kenzie. Shout out to people like like Mark and, 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 and Jimmy Bernard T. and all these people. Like Shout out to these guys because a lot of these people are, are pouring into this and helping this become more. So shout out to them because this is really going to take off. And also, we're live. Yeah, I mean, like, that's something to talk about. I mean, you can actually see us right now. Go to uh, Jocks Christopher's. Well, no, no, you don't got to go to mine. Go to any of our pages. We're sharing it, right? We, yeah, you know, I, I guess I can, you know, make that happen as well. Y'all, yeah. y'all know I don't know how to work no damn Facebook. <laughs> I'm too old, yeah, man. you're like the, the least technologically savvy person. <laughs> Out of all of us, shout mm, out! I doubt that. Oh, you, when it comes when it comes to Facebook, I, I have no means of how to use it. But other stuff you got, other yeah, stuff I got. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let's jump into uh, what we're gonna jump into today, Chris. So what what we going first? This is on you. Be the all point right. guard. Go all ahead, Chris Paul. I'll be I'll be the point guard. Um, let's talk about Jamel. Let's talk about Jamel. Why? Because Jamel is to me is like an inspiration. 
in a sense. Okay. I've always rocked with Jamel. I always thought she was she was she was the outlier because you know as someone who's in that world who, that is very male dominated for her the way she held her own so much to the point where she's on on the six you know there with Michael W uh, so Michael Smith right you was trying to make him like Stephen A Smith You're yeah, yeah. A, a middle initial I was trying to I was trying to add some stuff in there but no um she she's just she's just really dope and the thing is though she's always been very active on her social media. Always been active on her Twitter, always been active on all those things. And so it's kind of weird that something that she does all the time kind of got her in trouble this time for just because she said something that most people who follow her would see as real. And let's just go right to it. I mean, she equated Donald Trump to a white supremacist and said that it was because of white supremacy that his ascension to the white house was possible okay and and i mean she didn't just say it out the blue it was in response to somebody or people that were actually communicating with her and talking to her online so she was it wasn't it was asked and she just kind of followed up and gave her her side of the story or gave her perspective okay so um so what happened after that so what's your take on it? What's my take on what she said or what my take on what happened after? what happened the, the aftermath what, what's your take on the fact that you have a corporate company that mm-hmm. has an employee mm-hmm. that uses something outside of the scope of their corporate structure which would be her personal social media platform speaking on something that she feels personally being addressed by the executive branch of our government how do you feel about that in terms of even it, it even coming to light to say something is 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 crazy as it's a fireable offense. Yeah. What well, what's your take? I mean, I was disheartened because I mean I kind of knew that would be the situation, but we just went through so many years of we had the birther movement. We had, you know, we had Obama is a antichrist, we had Obama is a Muslim. We had, you know, we went through so many, we went through years of this, you know, yeah. almost a decade. Depictions of, of a monkey, his yeah, wife, you know, gorilla. almost a decade of this, and it was from everybody, you know, included, especially. Oh, he got it. Especially Donald J. Trump. You understand? Oh yeah, he started. And the you know, it, it, and so for this to be a big deal to me, it was just kind of one of those things that was like, yo, you got to be kidding me, man! Of all the people who should be, who shouldn't be tripping, you shouldn't be tripping, man. This is your mo. This is what you do. So why are you even mad about this? If you, you something like, and I and, and it made me laugh because them highlighting it made it a bigger thing. It, them highlighting it made it a way bigger thing. You know the hypocrisy is is real in 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 terms of being a white supremacist to begin with. Yeah. You know the the superiority complex that they <laughs> have to even feel the way that they feel. So I'm gonna just go out and flat out ask you a very direct question. I'm gonna ask both of you, and I want both of you to respond. Don't waver, don't deflect. Mm-hmm. Is Donald J. Trump, our president, a white supremacist? Yes or no? I would say yes. Yeah, I would say yes. And let me let me add something to it. Being a white supremacist in the United States is not something that is gonna make you ever lose a job. Or or, or Well, he said it. And you know? in terms of even being the white supremacist that he is, he said I could shoot somebody or kill somebody. I can't remember the, the yeah, yeah, exact yeah. verbiage. And yeah. I wouldn't lose a vote. A vote. And do you and that speaks to his base even more because could you imagine if Barack Obama would have said that? It would have been the base would have been over. Yeah, Hillary been over. said the base leaves. 
Bernie says that the base leaves. Mm -hmm. So it speaks deeper to the people that are supporting him that he knew he could say that and he knew it would either be a neutral response or it would resonate. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I, mean, I mean, you can get away with it here. You, you can really get away with it. But here. only him, though. So that's what makes him, that's what makes it important because a white woman can't say that. Yeah, you're right. A rich white man has to make that statement for it to hold any weight. But go ahead, Jason. It seemed like you was about to chime in. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's just sad that you know, we're living in 2017 and we're still dealing with these types of issues, you know, um, and that's the sad part about it. You know, you would think as a country, as a society, we would have evolved, you know, from then to now. And it just seems like, you know, since he's taken office, we're moving backwards you know, since since 45 has been in office. Oh, you didn't even call him by his name. Nah, 45. He, he doesn't deserve <laughs> to be called a president. Dang. 45. Since 45, 45, since 45 has 45. been in office. Dang. It, sure. It's been turmoil. Like, you haven't realized he has not passed one uh, bill yet or anything. Everything he's done has been an executive, executive order. order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is he really doing? Like, he, he has the time to go out and play golf, to, to worry about. And that was a big thing for Obama, too. Remember I know. That? And go out and want to talk about a private citizen and and have his staff go out and say this person should be fired when you should be worried about other things. That's the first time that happened, right? That that, that particular platform, like the, the people's podium, was ever used to try to get a, a private citizen fired, right? I believe so. I, I don't think I that's don't ever happened, you know, where, uh, you know. That the, and people talk about the president all the time. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, in. in the light of the situation is the fact that it's a black female. Oh, wow. It's a black woman. Yeah, even better. And, and, you know, because think about how many people have tweeted and said things about 45 since he's been in office. And you've not heard them go on a rampage like this. But all of a sudden, a black woman states her opinion. And now it's like, you know what? She needs to be fired. She needs to be this. She needs to be that. And to me, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Dang. You hit it on the head. You really did. Um, I wanted to kind of play something real quick. It's not long. And, and it was to the narrative of, uh, you know, because she's a sports journalist and, you know, she's very vocal. Like I said, we, she's real, awesome. Real but, quick before you play it. Hmm? One of the things that a lot of people miss as well with this issue is that she is, like you said, a sports analyst, commentator, or whatnot. And most of the athletes in these sports are African-American. So she is almost speaking for them, in a sense, I feel. Because a lot of them would probably get fined, or this, that, and the other. And she went out on a limb. So I'm a little disheartened and upset that a lot more athletes didn't come to her side and defend her. There was only a handful. I know Wade was one, okay. but it wasn't that many. Like you, you would think, especially in a, a, a predominantly African-American NFL, a predominantly African-American NBA, you would have more support for this woman. Well, let me put it to you like this, Jay. It's not like she was speaking about a direct league in terms of addressing the NFL or the NBA. Right, right, I know. So so for them to come to her defense, I can see, like, why they didn't to some degree, but at the same time, her colleagues did. 
Oh, her colleagues definitely because did. Definitely you know did. she was supposed to be suspended for a day. They say, and then nobody would go on the show and replace her. That's the type of solidarity we need in every form of facet in in our community. Period. Right. And if if Colin Kaepernick had that type of solidarity. Or if the league in general would have that type of solidarity, they would have a better CBA and they would have better working conditions. But so you know, when you do those types of things, when you stand up for your colleague, when you know she's done the right thing or something that she has. Let me, let me not use the word right. Let me say something she has the right to do, which okay. her First Amendment right is, because some people disagree with what she said, which is correct. Right. Which is their right. Yeah, it's their right. And just know. like it's our right to say it, it's their right to disagree. So I'm saying that I'm so happy that as much um flack as espn gets for being too liberal sometimes um that her colleague stepped up and said you know what she did the right thing now we're not going on so some people don't think this has to do with sports and they don't realize that that's the craziest thing about let me just play this this clip real quick Uh, in her own words i'm a journalist so should i pretend that colin kaepernick didn't kneel should i act as if greg popovich does not openly discuss his hatred of the president should I just act as if LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, and Dwayne Wade didn't take the stage at the ESPYs to not only show a sign of unity, but make their own statement about where they felt we were as a country? Should I act like they're not saying these things? Because these aren't marginal athletes saying these things. We're some of the biggest names in sports. And that's a sports story. And this idea that sports has always been devoid of politics is a lie. The same person that will tell me to stick to sports will also say Muhammad Ali was a was a great sports figure. What's the difference? The difference is now, you know, Muhammad Ali is right. So when we're talking about Colin Kaepernick, because you don't believe in the issue or um, you don't have as much investment in it, it's easy to rail against him now. So, yeah, when I hear that, that's why. That's why even right now, and everybody has an opinion, we're just taking a few minutes to kind of touch on this. Yeah, I know we could talk about stats. We could talk about – we got lots of sports to cover. Absolutely. You know, but this is important because what if we decided to just speak our mind? Like, we're still people. And we just because we can talk about sports or whatever it may be, you know, it's almost like it goes back to this whole, like, we're almost like we're only here for your entertainment type thing. Right, I right, can't, right. And that's also a dehumanizing thing because – I see that said so much more towards especially black athletes. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ, LeBron James has an opinion. You want to say that about LeBron James, but it's like, why can't LeBron, why does LeBron, because he plays basketball, he can't talk about this? He's not a citizen? He doesn't pay tax? What what makes you more important? Right, right. It's highly uh, hypocritical because I'm going to make a a very general statement and say most people have a job, right? Mm -hmm. Most people, right? So when you go to your workplace, just because you are a banker or an accountant or a customer service rep, does that not give you the the license to speak on political issues? Because they they say that, you know, you should keep whatever you're doing. Just keep that at work in their case, just like they would tell the sports athlete. Just keep that on the field, like do your job, shut up and just go home. And so when people make these types of statements, it's only when they disagree because they'll say stick to sports. But they'll praise J.J. Watt for raising $44 million. J.J. Watt is not sticking to sports, but he's a white guy doing something that's universally respected in terms of disaster relief. But when there's a black guy um, basically speaking up for police brutality and injustice, there's an issue because that's not a universally accepted thing, which I don't understand why. Because the problem with most white people 
or anybody that doesn't share the same sentiment as Colin Kaepernick is the fact that they focus far too much on the fact that we're talking about black lives and the fact that it's police brutality with black people. Police brutality happens with white people, too. So you should be upset at general that the system itself is broken. But they're focusing so much on the race that it becomes a political thing when it should be police brutality is messed up. Yeah, it's a broken system. But when it becomes about a black person, then, then it becomes divisive. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, crazy. yeah, not to get too not to hey. get too too political, but at the end of the day, you know, we just have to we have to do our best to keep it very real when it came to that. I mean, we support you, Jamel, and um, you know. It, it's not even something that we need to stick on because she's not going to make it her platform to talk about Donald Trump every day. That's not it's not a fight that she's trying to, to have. She just made a point on Twitter that was a real point, and the fact that her job was even remotely questioned due to that. You know, did you notice that that people started to say stuff like she's not that good at her job? And da, da, da. did you notice right, that? Right, right, and right. so you got to understand, you guys got to start catching it. If even if you even if you don't necessarily agree with the same things that you hear from the same the same people groups whatever it may be, at least be aware of the patterns. At least be aware of the di- diversion, the deflections. Well, that's at, least be, at least be aware of them cuz it's starting to get super obvious. That's all. That's right. All and then at the end of the day, did you see the apology though? How she didn't actually apologize? Yeah, nah, I, I mean, she she, she shouldn't <laughs> apologize but the apology was almost like i'm still not gonna apologize about what i said right but, <laughs> but it's crazy because you know you brought it up you know they tell people oh you know the athletes you know keep that on the field you know keep work at work yeah well, do you not discuss certain things that as a teacher with your colleagues right yeah <laughs> but my point is her comments that she made she didn't do it at work nope so why does it matter what she does how she feels what she says Outside of work, because she's a representation of the company, just like it, you are to some degree. But I'm not agreeing with. It. I'm but, just but, answering your question. But, and but, what I'm, but what? I, okay. But then, at what time? Then, then, how can I use a platform to state my opinion? Then you shouldn't, because you're a teacher. Just like he shouldn't, because he's a football player. Nobody should have an opinion when you disagree. You can only have an opinion when we agree. That's the type of politics we live in today. If I agree with you, say it. If it's something that's universally accepted, we'll all watch you do it. And we'll, we'll praise you, and we'll, you know. Give you a high five and say, hey, keep doing it. You know, but if it's something we disagree with, it's always going to be an excuse. Always. Always going to be deflection. I guess you're right. You know, I mean, it is again, it's crazy how in 2017, you know, that this is what we're dealing with still. This is how that's how supremacy works. The, the, The fact that you could even believe that you are somehow superior to another individual because of the pigmentation in your skin has to be some type of psychological impediment, some delusion of some form, because you cannot logically explain how you think you are superior to another person or another group of people. And so it just becomes this never ending moving the goalposts to justify how you feel, the way you feel. And you know, the thing about this, and, and this will be the last thing I say about this. The thing that makes me the maddest with, with racists and, and white supremacists is the fact that they don't like to be called what they are. Correct. Call a spade a spade so we can really play cards because I don't like to deal with anybody that's covert in what they do. Mm-hmm. So check this out. I wouldn't be mad at anybody for calling me a hip hop head. But guess what? That comes with derogatory things. Mm-hmm. We got mumble rap now. We had misogyny. We have violence. We have gl- uh, drug glorification. We Back in the day, they didn't even consider it music. We were stealing samples, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm going to always rock 
with hip hop culture. So if you say I'm a hip hop head, I'm a hip hop head. I'm cool with that. I own that. But when you call a racist a racist, it's like it's the worst thing you can ever call them. Why can't we call a spade a spade? Beats me. Beats me. <laughs> and I think there's also this. That, that's your homework for the week. <laughs> no, I, listen, you kill you kill that one out. Yeah, no, you, you, you feel it. me? Like at the end of the day, I just want to know, like, why can't I call you what you are? It's like when when you call a white supremacist or a racist what they are. They They're triggered. Back. <laughs> They're triggered. It's oh, like, oh my God, no, I'm, no, yeah. I'm not. You know, and they try to justify it by calling other people criminals. The, the dehumanization comes into play. I mean, like Issa Rae at the Emmy said that you know she was rooting for the black people, and they thought that was a racist statement. And right. somebody, there was one of the tweets that caught my attention that was really funny. Was that was that uh, they said something about to say something like that? You know, is just it's hateful and it's reinforcing black supremacy. We need to call it what it is. And somebody read uh, somebody you know mm-hmm. tweeted that person underneath it. And they said, um, uh, what exactly is black supremacy? Asking for a friend. <laughs> because, I mean, that's the thing. We got to stop living in this whole reverse racism, false equivalency thing. Like, there's one, there's a difference between how you feel or how, you know, how black people coming together or sticking together or whatever could make you feel left out versus, you know, how white people sticking together can have generational ramifications that have set black people back for hundreds of years. So, I mean, understand, like, right. you got to understand there's a very big difference in these things. And you can't you can't have these false equivalencies saying that they're all the same. But back to the point. Listen, what Jamel did, she had every right to do. Um, it's unfortunate that you know we live in a society now where, after eight years of completely disrespecting a a, a family, you know, because it wasn't just at Barack. You know, the the kid, you know, the kids got it. Michelle got it. They all got it. Very, those very same people that were doing this are you know up in arms when there's valid real reasons as to why people feel the way they feel about donald trump as opposed to it's not just because he's a white man it's not the case at all it's because of how he operates and how he how he you know i guess runs the country (laughs) um anyways so let's kind of move on though because yeah we can be on this all night yeah we we we, we can really yeah we can be on this all night um before we kind of get into anything serious though i do think we still have somebody we need to shout out absolutely so uh let's jump into our our sponsor so once again we want to give a huge shout out to those that are you know helping out with the airtime uh absolute powered by life sports fitness where they have programs for teenagers and kids from the age of five all the way up to 16 drone technology is available uh, electrical engineering. Now they have a new program, sailing, golf, tennis, all the things that you don't usually see unless, say, in the extracurricular at, you know, middle schools and high schools and elementary schools, you can get at Life Sports Fitness. And you can check them out at www.lifesportsfitness.org. And you can check out Absolute at www.antibullyingbuddy.com. Shout out to our sponsor, man. We, we really appreciate uh, the contribution and the fact that you believe in us enough to to make that contribution. So now that I think about it, because we got so much to talk about, maybe we should jump into just in case. What do you think? Let's do it. I've been thinking about it, you know, and not only I've been thinking, I've really been thinking about it because I've been thinking about it so much, man. It got me wanting to dance a little bit, you know. It, it got me wanting to like really get into the mood, just because like at the end of the day, it's been two weeks, haven't had a chance to really get into on, it. Um, hey. Facebook Live, you don't. They don't know what's going on right now. But right they don't now, know what's going on right now. They're gonna hear it on the podcast. Absolutely. Because this is this is important. Why? Because we're about to jump into 
Just in case. I'm gonna make it home tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna make it home though. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna think about it. My bad. Tell me, tell me. What, what what we talking about? All right, all right. We talking about this? We're gonna be a little bit all over the place because it was, you know, a good two weeks. So some stuff will be a little old for those of you that are listening. Some stuff will be new. So just bear with me. Um, probably about two weeks ago now, DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Texans. <clears throat> he signed an extension for $81 million with $49 million guaranteed, which now makes him the highest-paid receiver in the league. Uh, Odell is looking f- to be the highest-paid player in the league. You think he deserves more than Matt Stafford before you move on? I do. Okay, keep it moving. I don't, I don't <laughs> think Stafford is that good, even though he's on my fantasy team. He's Better good. than Eli. And I told you about Eli, but we're going to keep moving. Damn. All right. Um, he loves to find a way to, to, I, to find shade in the sunny day. I know, man. Jeez, you are the shade champion. <laughs> Go ahead, you know my what? brother. You, someone got to do it. Hey, hey, you're right. Hey, Someone's right. got to do God the dirty work. Go hard or go home. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, Martavius Bryant. Obviously, he had a monster game this past Sunday, so everyone knows he's been fully reinstated. Um Willie Sneed, if any of you got him on your fantasy team, you know you're benching him for uh, four games or three games, I believe, for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. Oh, when he was on the weed. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh man. You know. You didn't got a lot of coke heads in the league. <laughs> <laughs> My man Victor Cruz got cut by the Bears. Now, damn, how how Bad, Bad is you your gotta game got to fall off to get cut by the Bears. That's terrible. That's That hurts my heart. It, 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 me, mine too. I mean, the Bears of all the teams. But moving on. Um, Brock Osweiler, back with the Broncos. What do you think about that? He's just back Weird. and forth. Weird. I, I just want to know if there was a act any any truth to a, a post that I put up on our page. Did you guys hear about that or see that, whether it was fake news or not? What was it? About Brock saying... If he didn't get traded, he was going to kneel every day, even though he loves America. I saw that. I don't know if that was a true story or not. Because if it was and it didn't get the coverage it deserves, I'm really upset with the media. Yeah. For somebody to for somebody to actually come out and use a protest for their personal gain like that, that is the epitome of what we were talking about in the first segment in terms of how not white supremacy, because he might not. Now we're talking about white privilege now, you know. Damn. Yeah, that man got away with it. That is crazy. You're right. He did say that he was just going to do the same thing, but whew, whole nother topic. Whole nother topic. Go whole ahead, Jay. Time. You know. All right. College football's back. Everyone should know that by now. I mean, obviously, um, Miami and Florida State have only played one game due to Hurricane Irma, but um, week one, Alabama <laughs> did beat FSU in a powerhouse battle. It was a one versus three matchup. I think it was the first time they had it so early in the year, uh, a one versus three. FSU did lose, and they lost more than just the game. They lost their star quarterback, Francois, for the season with an injury. Pain. So now they're they're moving on to their true freshman. Uh, the Miami-Florida State game was pushed back. It got postponed. It was supposed to be this past weekend. Uh, Miami beat Bethune-Cookman in week one. Like I said, they've only played one game. <laughs> they looked impressive, but, again, it was Bethune-Cookman, so really can't. That's my namesake, by the way. I always oh, have God. to throw that out. I know he's going to say that. You know, th- shout out to Mary McLeod Bethune, man. <laughs> it's my great, great, great aunt. 
<laughs> Seriously, that was my that was my grandmother's aunt. You want to shout out Rosa Parks too? Well, I, I ain't got no relation to Rosa, but shout out Bruh. to <laughs> but shout out to what she did for us. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Florida lost to Michigan in week one. That offense is a struggle bus. They need some sort of help. That boy said struggle bus. Man, yeah, I like that I like struggle it. bus. I like, that, that I like it right after the Rosa Parks thing, right. though, right? That was, that was, <laughs> he didn't even know it was that smooth, though. He was, just was yeah, going to say it anyway, yeah. but it just kind of tied in. Yeah. It, <laughs> look, it was it was awful to watch. I was supposed to make that my boy Jimmy T. I'm glad I didn't make T, that man. trip because I would have been one upset brother. Um. <laughs> They actually got a win this week or this past week. They beat Tennessee on a Hail Mary. If I don't know if any of you saw that. It was like I nine seconds it. left in the game. Felipe Franks just launched it up there. And, you know, I'm going to take the win. <laughs> so moving on. Um, Howard completed the biggest upset against a, a Vegas spread, defeating UNLV. This was also during week one. Right, right, right. right. Um, UNLV was actually favored by 45 points in that game. And uh, Howard was led, and if many of you probably don't know, by Cam Newton's younger brother. Um, according to the spread, though, a hundred dollar bet on Howard would have won you sixty thousand dollars. Do you think oh, anybody shit. did that? I'm pretty sure someone would. Somebody to, just, you, I mean, just to take, just to take the chance, just to yeah. take the odds. Yeah, that's sick. So, but however. If you bet on the money line, which was for Howard to just win straight up, so not worrying about the spread, not worrying right. about what they won, a hundred dollars would have won you seventy-one thousand five hundred bucks off of a hundred dollars just betting for Howard to win. I need to pay attention more to these uh, Vegas sports lines, like, right? Man, things are crazy because it, it seems now, to happen almost like every year somebody gets like. Yeah. In the beginning, right. like I remember when Michigan lost to Appalachian State, I've I've seen Liberty beat somebody, Chris. I yes. Mean, weren't you oh, they, excited they, about um, that? Oh, uh, who did they? They, they you did. You better know who Liberty beat, Chris, because you said it to me. Yeah, I did tell it to you, but I'm trying to remember who who they. Damn, beat. Irma, I hate your guts. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> who did Liberty beat? Uh, <laughs> they gonna have to. They gonna kill it me for this me, too, made man. Made me forget. Um, but no, man, I don't even want to talk about Vegas and the betting because I was in Vegas a couple years ago. And okay. bet on some basketball. Mm-hmm. And I needed Philadelphia. No, I needed the Milwaukee Bucks okay. to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. This is this is only but two years ago. Okay. So not this past basketball season, the one before. They only needed to beat the worst team in the NBA by two and a half points. Okay. They blew a 15-point lead in the third quarter mm-hmm. and had to come back just to get it to overtime. I'm talking about Milwaukee. I'm listening. Just to, with 24 seconds left in the game, up eight, only win by two points. <laughs> so, <laughs> because, you lost that bet. Yes. <laughs> by the way, so was, I hate Vegas. By, by the way, Vegas it was burn. Baylor. Oh, okay. Liberty beat Baylor. Shout out yeah. to Liberty. Yeah, by three. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's all good. But we need to get. I'm gonna move inside. on because I, I'm I'm still a little upset going to Vegas <laughs> about that situation. All right, Houston Rockets were sold for a record 2.2 billion dollars. Man, people just throwing out money on these teams. I mean, we so got, on, the, the Rockets got sold. Yeah, yeah. the Rockets got sold like uh, about two weeks ago for what two I, 2.2 billion. Why did he sell, man? They about to the stock about to go up. But he probably well, felt he, like with that that label cost, man, they, that money going up, bro. Like, that's in true. In terms of you know, so but it was a good time to get out. He made his money. That's I'm true. I'm quite sure he bought the team not at 
2.2. He probably yeah. didn't even buy it at a billion. No, nah, probably not. But you know what? I was reading something, and I forgot to add it in my just in case. But I was reading something that there are 14 teams in the NBA this year or this past season that didn't turn a profit. Did you know that? 14 teams in the NBA that didn't turn a profit this year. And you know. And and hold on. And the Cavaliers are one of those teams. Really? Well, because, of, you know, they yeah. over the luxury tax every year. Dan Gilbert spent a yeah, lot but, of money. I mean, you're thinking, you know, you're going to you're going deep into the playoffs. You're going to the finals. You're gonna. You're hoping to get back that revenue, and and this is this is mind you, these 14 teams are didn't turn a profit after the revenue sharing. So even after the revenue sharing between all the teams, they still didn't turn a profit. You know what I was about to ask and say is, I wonder. <clears throat> excuse me. I wonder if there's a, a correlation between because you know it's 16 teams that go to the playoffs, right? Eight on each side, right? So the 14 teams. Mathematician here. Yeah, you you know I got it. So. <laughs> The other 14 are the teams in the lottery. I was going to say, was there a correlation between the teams in the playoffs no. and the teams in the lottery? Nope. Well, you know, the Lakers were in the lottery, and I'm quite sure they turned a profit. They turned a profit. They yeah, weren't, they weren't yeah, one of okay. the teams. Okay. But so, if I if I can find the article, I'll, I'll come back to it. Um, but moving along. Okay. Uh, Serena, Serena Williams welcomed her daughter into the world. Uh, UCLA made the second largest comeback in college football history after being down by 34 points to Texas A&M. I think that was also in week one. That was week our one. Week, or was that week and two? And then Josh Rosen, the guy that probably was like, hey, F everybody because I made that. Oh, and then Memphis came, came and, and then they down. lost. Yeah. Yo, that was actually a great game. Um, Sloan Stevens, for any hey. of you uh, tennis people out there, Sloan Stevens wins the U.S. Open for her first career Grand Slam. She actually knocked out Venus in the semifinals. Babe, I hope you're not listening because I'm, I'm I'm going out to slow. It was um it was the first <laughs> She's time. She's dating jo- uh, Josie Altidore. Oh. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Josie, um, you better start scoring some goals, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he actually started scoring. He actually started scoring some goals bad. lately. Yeah. Slowing bad, man. All right. Uh, the Heat signed Josh Richardson Sorry, to uh, an extension, four years, $42 million. They also picked up the option on Justice Winslow this year, so hopefully uh, he has a big year this year. Um, Los Angeles will host the 2028 Summer Olympics. The really? Cleveland, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what's up. So you know, a few more, a few more years, and uh, well, a little bit more than a few, but we're almost there. The way time is moving. Um, the Cleveland Indians actually won a record, our uh, 22 wins in a row. It was a um, a streak that hadn't happened in a hundred years. Um, but they lost to the Royals, which snapped that. Um, the Dolphins. Actually, this was actually a pretty cool story. The Miami Dolphins helped Central Senior High, the Central Senior High School football team, get back from, from Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah, it was stuck they in Vegas. Were, I had a few friends that, that were telling me about that situation. Yeah, they were there to take on the 16th national ranked team, which they de- defeated 24 to 20. Bishop Gorman. I'm yeah. very familiar. No, so, Snoop Dogg's son used to play for that team. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm on that high school football. I too. see. So, so Dang. you know what the the dolphin <laughs> the dolphins helped you know pay for because they were stuck over there because of Hurricane Irma. So right, you know right, the right. dolphins helped pay for like and people hotel in Vegas costs. were helping out too. To right. Their their hotel costs and for them to you know get back to to Florida safely. Um, <clears throat> Antonio Gates on Sunday. If anyone watched the the dolphin game. Uh, most touchdowns by a tight end, he broke the tie with Tony Gonzalez finally, so now they don't have to force feed him the ball anymore because <laughs> that was getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, man, let uh, the man get the record. Antonio shout Gates out to the, to the Dolphins, 1-0. Oh. 
See, is that really news, Chris? Undefeated. I, I just really want to know. <laughs> that is, hey, that is hey Mitch undefeated. and, and Tony, if y'all listening right now, man. <laughs> undefeated. Wait, I, wait hold on. He was going to talk about the Dolphins. Today. Wait, yeah. what, wait, what happened to your Packers? Wait, let me finish my um. You gonna get and, and your Eagles? But let me let me finish Time up. Out. Really? Wait, hold on. Let me. Finish. I'm just saying, when they I'm play their done. second game, they might get an L too. Yeah, yeah, because it's possible. Because both of us were one and zero, right? That's Chris? right. I mean, That's come right. on, man. Tell That's right. Y'all both lost, right? Here we go. Y'all both got the L for the week. So. Man, you Aaron Rodgers, look, look, I'm going to even talk about your boy. Man, you Aaron better Rogers. work on figuring look, out what the oh, hell wrong no. with Lawrence Timmons. That's what you better do. <laughs> Man, and they, I already they, got the insight on it from Julius Thomas when he was doing jujitsu the other day. They they don't they don't even know. Well, then you want to tell us? I mean, from from what I gathered from a source that was talking to Julius a lot is that it may be a CTE issue. He hmm. may be going crazy. Could be. I know they were saying that they were going to uh, suspend him. him checked out. Like he needed to go see a doctor. Oh, okay. So I got the inside scoop. Y'all just remember that. <laughs> about your sorry ass team. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead, you man. Know what? Be nah, professional. Man. Be professional. Do your job. Remember, stick to your job. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers becomes the fastest man at the 300 passing yard. Uh, the say passing speak it up. Speak it up. Danny yeah, Boy ain't do it. All right. So don't, don't, don't I whisper now. <laughs> speak it up. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Aaron Rodgers, fastest man to throw 300 passing Put touchdowns. Put on A-Rod name, man. <laughs> yeah, and he just got his ass beat by the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Atlanta's right? a, a solid But he game. don't play defense, though. Moving on. <laughs> but look, look at what happened to Atlanta's defense in the, um, in the Super Bowl. So he should have been, of all quarterbacks besides with, with, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers should have been able to do that too. With, with two right. hurt nobody, tackles nobody two was, hurt yeah, nobody so was string receivers. So, nobody was catching it with their feet firm. All right, so last <laughs> but not least, all right, uh, the new right. top five out for college football. You got Alabama still number one, Clemson number two, Oklahoma number three, Penn State four, USC five. I actually feel USC should have dropped, especially having to win in overtime against an unranked Texas. Why? Hey, bro, did you see that? I yeah. watched the game. Like, I Texas watched the game. Won that game. I'm glad they lost, though. I'm not. I am. I, I, I'm because I feel the Matter way. Of fact, I feel, hold on. My best friend still owe me fifty dollars from that Vince Young game. Oh really? gosh. Real talk. Like <laughs> I remember being in my girlfriend's <laughs> living room. Like, yo, I got to tell you about Vince Young, Reggie Bush, and I'm telling her all the players. And imagine this: none of them are in the league right now. Reggie's Reggie's out too. Reggie, Matt Liner, and Vince Young. They were supposed to be like the the, the next. They were supposed to have it next. Wow. Wait, Reggie Bush not sitting on someone's roster? He might play for. I, I thought, thought he was, he was in with Buffalo. Detroit. I don't know. Uh, you see that? Know. What we just did? Uh, we <laughs> yeah. well, I know. Damn. I mean, but the oh, fact oh, that we don't oh. know, the it's, fact that we don't know, bad. is more. We know Matt Liner, but yeah. Remember how big Matt Liner and Vince Young were? But I, think about. But whoa, whoa. Let's, I let's, had let's, a Lindell White. Did you hear about Lindell White? Lindell White saying that you know he got a bunch of concussions. Yeah, know, I, I just I just read that too. Yeah, bro, remember Lind? Dog, that was thunder and lightning for real. Like Lindell and Reggie was serious. That's where he got the name, huh? Yeah. And then in the NFL, they switched it up to they gave that name to uh, Tiki Barber and Brandon Jacobs. No, no, who oh, was it? no, who was it wasn't. It was the Carolina yeah. Panthers. It was um, who was that? It was um Cadillac and um D'Angelo. Did they? They didn't play together. No, was it Cadillac? 
I don't think they play together. Nah, nah. Um, Let's not play ourselves. D'Angelo. We can't no, remember. No, no, Are you no, going to Google it or are we going to move on? No, listen, about to, we got it's really bothering me. It's bothering me. But D'Angelo, D'Angelo played for the... For the um, yeah, he, he played Him and Jonathan and, Stewart played together. And Jock Stewart. That's who it was. Yeah, they played together. That's who it was. But anyway, so... Um, Anything else? Nah, that was it. That was, that was good. That was, that was good. That was I mean, we got the, we got Dolphins Justin. Hold on, Dolphins still undefeated. Super Bowl battle. Hey, they, they might win a division, Chris. <laughs> Super hey, Bowl. Hey, Chris, okay. they might win a division. That's right. Yeah. Hey, we the only undefeated team in a division. Jesus, remember Christ. that. All remember right. that, <laughs> Chris. I'm gonna just keep saying. They Re- remember that. We gotta we gotta remember make sure that that the producers of the show. Yep. The only undefeated team in just, the division. Just, let us just know remember again. that. Are they still gonna win the division? Because that was your prediction. Yes. Okay. You know what? Since we're since we're heavy on this, I think we should definitely jump into <laughs> into some of this because I, I the more I think the more I listen to this, the more it makes me want to play this. So let's talk about that. Like, what? Who? Who are the standout teams right now in regards to the NFL? I mean, there's just been a lot of heat like a lot of things about this has been a crazy two weeks let's be real here i did not expect to see what happened to the patriots week one i didn't expect to see what happened to the to well no maybe the packers the rematch was actually pretty you know they they came back they, it was a, but y'all was, have to realize that randall cobb and george nelson were hurt and we have no protection like, <laughs> two tackles are you right. already got your your, your defense I just, ready i just <laughs> i just i just want to put that out there so let's kind of talk about this like are are we seeing what we expected to see do we have um who's playing all right let's keep it simple who's playing the best football right now okay so check this out i only have to go by highlights my telephone mm-hmm. things of that nature the internet and so from what people have been telling me mm-hmm. and what it seems to be i think the chiefs and and atlanta are the cream of the crop right now okay so we got chiefs in atlanta um would you agree with that, Jason? Or I mean, I'll agree with the Chiefs. I'm still not sold on Atlanta, um, so I have to I have to come back about that. How do you but feel the, about Seattle? Seattle Green Bay beat Seattle and Atlanta beat Green Bay, so I'm kind of basing it off. When I, I want to give one NFC team and one AFC team. That's kind of how it was. Yeah, I you know, I, I predicted Seattle to go to the Super Bowl, but they got I don't know. They're just to me, they there's something missing. Like, I don't know what it is with that team, but it's just something missing. I'm going to tell you what's missing. It's what's, in Oakland. But, <laughs> like, but like I told you guys before the season started Oakland, and everything bro. like this, I told you guys, look out for Chris Carson. I made that known before the season started. But what I hear the problems are the same problems for the Giants. They don't have a fucking offensive line. Well, the Giants are just the Giants. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 they're just like the Eagles. Oh, so but I see, mean, I don't. I just don't understand when this begins to get personal because we got to give at least our factual yeah. assessment Wait, first, what, right? What got personal? I the just Eagles, said, the Eagles what, look what, at least better than the Giants the Eagles right now. The Eagles, the Eagles what, it's the division what, because what, what I was gonna, I was about? gonna get into how Dallas looks oh. so horrible. I was going, with, I thought we were going with the division. No, we, we, oh, we weren't going with the division. No, that just oh, came out of nowhere. Okay, man. I mean, you talked about the Giants. I went with the Eagles, and I was gonna talk about Dallas. I thought we were staying with the division. Okay, my bad. All right, no blows, man. Just you know. All right, fine, whatever. I mean, I think okay, I think. I personally think the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the best football, but I think they're if I'm gonna give if I'm gonna go off of power rankings, they're 
they got to be under Atlanta right now simply because they lost Eric Berry. They lost. They're losing. You know, there's a few things that they're losing. So they're not going to be able to be at Kareem their best. Hunt Kareem, real, I was about to say, Kareem Hunt's really the only thing that's keeping them afloat. Cause I mean, Tyreek Hill is doing his thing. From he he, he is. I mean, all right, look, Alex Smith had an amazing week one. But then when you look at what he did really against the Eagles, I mean. But the Eagles can play, though, Jason. That's yeah, what we have to, their secondary we have to solid, recognize that. Even without Darby. And I just want to say this. So, wait, the Patriots can't play. Hold on. Let me just say this first and foremost. I just want to say, please, I'm, I'm pleading with 32 owners right now. I have, I have a job to do. Somebody please fucking sign Colin Kaepernick so I can stop getting my news off my phone and from other people and ESPN highlights well, because but, I'm no, not but, watching the league. But so I, I really am getting like secondary information. Please sign this, man. But you know what's so crazy, I can do though? my damn job. But it's like after after two weeks of football, you clearly see teams out there that he'll be a better fit than the starting quarterback that they currently have. There are teams begging for him. The player, There are players on teams that are like, yo, like we – Get rid of this guy. We need him. What are yeah, you doing? Yeah, I know doing? Cincinnati's one. Do, do you buy the Ray Lewis story? Did that you hear about it? The girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. You buy yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And but I also think I think I wish he wouldn't have did it. Just just to see. Like if I could be a fly on the wall and just be in a vortex and say, Oh, she didn't say it. Now what? Yeah. I really wish that happened. Do you know what we're talking about, Jason? Nah, speak speak on that. Okay, so check this out. So basically Ray Lewis said he was going to bat for Colin Kaepernick. He was saying and so when I seen him on um Undisputable, mm-hmm. undisputed. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like that. It just seemed like he was whitlocking a little bit. But anyway, I digress. What he said was they were ready to sign Colin. So the day after they had the meeting, his girlfriend went on so Twitter, mm-hmm. and I don't recall what she said, but she, she basically she, she referred to um, she referred to Ray Lewis and Scott Bashotti as um, she used the picture from Django with Samuel L. Jackson and Leonardo DiCaprio's candy. Uh, and and basically we're saying that that's what they were like slave oh, owner and so on and so forth. She referred to them right. as that. So but but Ray is saying when they had the meeting that they were going to sign him, but that picture came out like the next day because I guess the the girlfriend and Colin felt like they had a situation and I guess they wanted it to happen sooner than Baltimore was going to come calling. But that's the story that Baltimore was actually going to sign Colin Kaepernick in a picture or a tweet. Stop that. So I'm asking you now that you have the the information, do you buy that? No. If you're an employer though, and somebody anybody says anything like that for you, does that not make it a little more difficult for you to go out there and really spend your spend your money on this? Person? It makes it more difficult, but, but I, mean, I don't know. I, I think it's in hindsight that he could, he has a cop out though. That that's how I feel about him. It could be true, but Ray Lewis has been doing some things that's making me think that he may be in this Lawrence Timmons, Mike Webster. Boat, like he may be suffering from CTE because there's a lot of things that Ray, yeah, nah, Lewis Ray, has been yeah. saying Ray's, Ray's that's been throwing me off lately. So, well, Bashadi, Bashadi, to, to your point though, Bashadi was like praying and saying that he, he was asking for almost all, if it was an Irma or a Harvey like, situation, like like he needed some prayer, like yeah, for what he was doing all this other stuff, which I feel like is stupid because you know you never do it for anything else. And Colin didn't do anything illegal. Colin didn't hurt. Did you anybody. ask people? Did you survey anybody about Ray Lewis? I mean, not Ray Lewis. Uh, Ray Rice. You could say Ray Lewis, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Did you? Sur- <laughs> oh, you could. Oh, Ray I Lewis. could. You could. Yeah. I didn't even misspeak. Yeah, you could say Ray Lewis. It's just crazy to me how that whole situation played. Now, but anyways, back to back to football. Back. So so the Chiefs and and, and Atlanta. obviously Atlanta. You know, I think I think the Eagles did look kind of good. The Dolphins, 
I don't know, man. They looked good. Undefeated. But, yeah, but did you see that game? I watched the game. Because Listen, man, if Johan Kuhl was, was just a little bit better, you know, maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. The man done lost two games for the Chargers already. It's bad. They need to get rid of him. <laughs> so, again, undefeated. Undefeated. No, I mean, I really feel like that. I feel like the Dolphins, if we're going to be real fair in regards to this assessment, I feel like the Dolphins are um, offensively, I think they need to start mixing some things up, man. They're, I just above, think, the, the, they're the, above average. But the problem, the problem is they went from having a mobile quarterback to – Jay Cutler can move. Not not like look, Tannehill. You don't understand. There was, there was a, there was a play. Off, there you was heard a play. what he said about cardio, man. I don't want to hear anything look, about Jay Cutler there, moving at there all. There was a play in that <laughs> game where they actually ran. He's like, not Dan Marino is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's not but a statue. They ran like a draw play, like an option, and he kept the ball. And I'm like, why are you guys even running that kind of play with Jay Cutler? Can't Deception. run like You know Adam Gaze is a genius. No, no, no. <laughs> let, let, that man, let that man do what he always does and be a Throw gun slinger. Hey, let him be a gunslinger. You know, Devontae Parker saved him a few times because, I mean, he threw up the ball and Devontae Parker went beast mode. He thought but, it was know, Alshon, Jeffrey, and Brandon Marshall he was throwing to. So I guess he kind of just hoped and prayed like Bashadi did. And I guess his prayers were answered. <laughs> Anywho, undefeated. <laughs> it just, I guess all that matters is the W. That's right. I mean, why, if, why? I'm, if I'm going to say some controversial stuff in regards to this, I think that. Um, controversial stuff about what? About the about the NFL, NFL oh. right now. In oh, I thought he was talking about, about the about Dolphins. Dolphins. I was about yeah, to say, yeah. exactly. Chill, man. I'm not going to. I'm, 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 listen, I'm proud of him right now. But yeah. the, the, this the little, little one win against Miami the Chargers, Marlins, man. man you you acting like you acting like it's the biggest thing. In the world, man. Beat I mean, somebody. Beat Pittsburgh. They barely won. Beat the Chiefs. Can Wait, we, didn't they, didn't the Eagles lose? Didn't Green Bay lose? To who? Who they, who they lose to though? To the Cannon. best two teams yeah, in the league. Who they lose to though, on, bro? <laughs> the best two teams in the league. <laughs> and, 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 After two weeks, are the best two teams in the league. It's possible. As move it stands. On. As move, it stands. Move on. Man. Look at everybody's power rankings. That's where I'm getting all my information Look. from. <laughs> it's, Dolphins are undefeated. Look at some power teams. rankings right now while you're on the computer right it's, now, Chris. It's, it's one and two. Oh, okay. It's one and two. <laughs> so our teams lost to the best two teams in the league. So let's see what happens when your team plays against real competition. And I'm not trying okay. to sound like a, a Dolphins hater. They're gonna I, go. I, they're I nine was, and seven, yeah. ten and sixteen. Okay, big whoop. Yeah. Like that's what they've always been. Okay, Jason. They're they're <laughs> they're slight winners. Like you're two games over five hundred every damn year, and you guys have this delusion <laughs> like white supremacy. You you really feel like you know what we're better than you know what y'all got a white supremacist yo, mentality listen, they got a the superiority Dol- complex Dolphins fans yo shout out to y'all I mean I'm an Eagles fan so I know I, I know the struggle I know the struggle y'all still hold on to seventy two I get it I get still it still holding on listen, to Danny Boy in his first I, I, year to, his second year throwing at least you got one I ain't got none I ain't got none of them so I ain't gonna sit here and talk yeah, like when man. it comes to rings but, first but, of all both of y'all are losers this week so I don't want to hear nothing else. <laughs> Come on, either one of y'all mouths. Y'all both got wrecked this week. So end it there, dead it. Move on next. Let's keep it moving. Is is Pittsburgh underperforming? Or, I mean, they're still 2-0, but, I mean, is it like, eh? Jason don't care how you win. Obviously, because his team didn't win impressively. So, anyways, a win is a win. So, so you, so you, I'm just saying. So, you, it doesn't matter. Alone. It doesn't matter. They 2-0. So, we could, we, could, we could talk about how bad your Packers look then. 
Listen, all right. On another, <laughs> exactly. note, on another exactly. note, when it comes to the power rankings, the Patriots yeah. are still above Oakland Raiders in regards to even though the Patriots had the one and one. Oakland Raiders are two and zero, oh, but they still they still rank. Are the Dolphins in the top ten power? Um, where rankings? are the Dolphins? I'm just curious. Yo, that's interesting. I'm looking. What for people them. think about it's a one and zero team? They're they're ranked the power rankings are ranked 18th. Hmm, that's interesting. You know who's what, above? You know who's above them? And what? You know do the above power them? rankings have to do with anything? We were talking it's week about, to week. It has talk- nothing to do with what gets that's put the, on the field. It's no, week to week. What do you mean? You you you're going off of what somebody wanted you to read just now. And put it on the damn it's internet. It's fake news, right? Fake news. I feel you, fam. Fake news. Power rankings you. are fake I news. I told you he was like dumb. But, but time I out. If, if power it, rankings are like fake if news. If the power rankings are fake news, right? Then, then, then why not? Then why not the standings just go off of power rankings? Why? Why does it even matter? Because you just said record. you just said you had a one in one team. That was above That's a two and zero. Because they're team. better than that team. So, so why even why even have standings? We're, we're going off. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're going off power rankings from here on. You're, yo, we're going off power out, rankings. Time out. So we're like, not going to worry about the, the fact Dolphins that the Dolphins were number were one in the power rankings. If the Dolphins were number in the power rankings, it would matter. It would we're matter. not going to worry about matter. the Dolphins are number are are one and zero no, don't undefeated. Ever fix your lips. I don't think the Dolphins ever we, been number one in any power rankings oh, at any time in the history of power rankings. They ain't have power rankings back in '72, so. Y'all didn't get the opportunity to feel good enough about people thinking y'all were that good. Never has it happened in the history Whoa. of the NFL for people to say, you know what? That looks like the best team. Y'all don't <laughs> look good enough to be in a power rankings. Y'all power is in the fact that y'all be the team that has been below 500 for the last three or four years. That's what y'all Chargers power Chargers do suck. Who did Green Bay beat in week one? Seattle. Your, your Super Bowl pick. I just and, I just want and, you to realize and, and that. And wait, we didn't you you gave us this whole spiel about oh Packers are missing a, a tackle and their receivers. And I'm then, not missing and nobody like, but Lawrence Timmons. And then you just talked about how Seattle doesn't have an offensive line okay. and this oh, and the other. Fair so enough. I could take that. Fair know, enough. All right, good. Can we move on now? Like, <laughs> I, mean, listen, I think this is very constructive. I think fair we're enough. we're learning a few things. But nobody's hurt on their line. Now, their as, line just sucks. As a, as a, a podcast, guys, <laughs> let's kind of give some people some substance here. And one of the things I will say is that you know, for when when you're with the eye test. That's you know, you, with the eye test, Miami's defense was very competent. You know, Miami's defense is like the Gators' defense. They're both good. The problem is the offense gives up the ball so quickly that they have to go they're right tired. back on the field. Tired. They get tired. And that's the same thing with the Florida Gators. The Florida Gators probably have one of the top defenses in the country, but they spend so much time on the field because the offense can't move the ball. Same thing with the Dolphins. Let me ask you this: How do you feel about that trade for the guy that they just got from the Saints? I just seen the the game. linebacker. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see because I mean he's coming back off of an injury, so you know they're they're looking for I guess that that Timmons void because Timmons was supposed to be a starter, so I guess they're, they're they're trying to find that void and because I don't I don't think the Dolphins had a sack in that game if I could remember. With they, Sue and Wake on the they, field, they might have had one. But Phillip Rivers gets rid of the ball pretty quickly sometimes. Did, but the, the thing is, I mean, they're not even putting pressure. like, And, and that's the problem. Like, you got Sue and Wake. That's no, there's no excuse for that. When you got Sue oh, and Wake on the I, same I field. agree, but there's there's no reason why running backs should be able to just run all over them. Is that what happened? Because I didn't see the game. Yeah, I didn't no, see that Melvin, either. Melvin Gordon had a pretty decent game. I think he's just um, a little underrated. As a running back. I agree with that. His first year, he was trash, but then he kind of came yeah. on to be what they thought he would be. Because Melvin Gordon was like the first 
running back in a few years to be drafted in the first round. Yeah. They went they went like two or three years without drafting a running back in the first round. And now since he got drafted, the subsequent drafts have had Zeke and Leonard Fournette. So he kind of started a trend back up to value the running back. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the value for the running back is, isn't is really there because most teams are running two running backs. They're just right, so, running back by committee. But yep. the teams that I just mentioned, San Diego, not mm-hmm. running back by committee. I mean, you Same get a blow. The, the Dolphins blow. aren't. Right, right. So, and then I was saying Zeke, not running back by committee. Correct. To a degree, but it's not as much. And then you got Jacksonville, who's definitely going to stick with Fournette. So, the yeah. value is coming back. I'm just saying he kind of started a trend because the league was going in that direction, especially in terms of value in a draft. They were second and third round, picking up people like Eddie Lacy that looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, yeah, oh yeah. Let, yeah. Let's talk about the product that came from the Green Bay Packers. I can't even get, can't even be on an active roster. Is that what happened? He, he was inactive. He's not. He wasn't even on an active roster again. Didn't um, he have like incentives for his weight and all this type of stuff? I mean, no, they're going in on that, man. He's even. He's he's out here talking about it publicly now, like how he's like tired of people talking about it. But yeah, he wasn't um for the San Francisco game. He wasn't on the active roster. That is ridiculous. So and, and, Eddie Lacy and again, used to be a monster, that's why bro. that's why I'm t- I keep telling you guys, Chris Carson. Okay, you you were you were there to the party first. I I, I can't lie about that. So if if he does become something, you should get credit. I, I give you that. No and problem. if the Dolphins win the division, I'll give you more credit. Yo, if the Dolphins but, win the division, man, we got to buy you like a steak or something. Yeah, and we got to make sure. No, DeAndre, shout out. I know you're listening. Um, Make sure whatever you can make from, um, I know you're next to the Royal Pig downtown Los Angeles. I forget. Oh, Timpano's. Make my dog a real nice New York prime. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Give him a T-bone filet mignon. Yeah, yeah. Give my dog he, right. He, he, he He's a uh, Dallas Cowboy fan, so you know naturally. Damn, so, then, so then, so then I can't talk bad about the Cowboys. Yeah, because my dog can get down in that kitchen, man. Yeah, so you, you know, your, but but you I absolutely you want, want you to be vindicated. We, we can't talk about Zeke's like eight rushing yards. Or hey man, that's like a that. legit defense over there. In he had a lot on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can go. <laughs> First week he did all right. First week he did, yeah. 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 But when you run into a grown man defense like that, and see, I think the Cowboys got a, got like they they had a real fortunate situation last year. Like people weren't expecting them to do what they did. Yeah. Their offensive line is legit. Let's not get that twisted. Yeah, but they got a target now. Right. So now it's like, oh, y'all offensive line supposed to be in the best of the league. Y'all must have forgot what we did to Cam Newton in the rest of the league a few years ago. So Denver was like, yeah, what you going to do, Dak? What you going to do, Zeke? Them boys, boys, that defense is is just, uh, they're just incredible, man. Uh, you know, and so and I year in year out, it don't matter who's behind, who's quarterback for them. They they get it. Their job is easier with that defense. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying so they could be right, like the modern me, day uh, Baltimore Ravens from when Trent Dilfer won the like Super Bowl. It. I like it. Like, and I think Trevor Simeon has a little more than Trent had. So I'm not saying they're gonna win the Super Bowl, but if that defense plays to that last year of Peyton Manning's career, they're in the level, conversation. In the conversation. But the thing about it is, and I give San Diego so wait, wait, this so, credit. So wait, wait, hold on. They're in the you, toughest division in the, the league. By, it's not even close. The so, AFC West is like the cream of the crop. So you, you think Simeon could do it for them? If no, the defense, we're, we're just saying. He's just the saying if they're like, keep they're like the Ravens. Yeah, we're like he, the Ravens. So if they're like the, the Ravens, it doesn't really matter if it was Simeon or not. That's what he's basically saying. Yeah, so, he's saying that, so if that Simeon gives so them anything. Good, yeah. They're in the conversation. The problem always becomes, can you beat New England? 
that's that's what the problem comes. Yeah. So so we're we're going based off of that Denver's defense is just that good and it's not the start of a sophomore slump. Denver's defense is a lot more consistent and has been this good longer than Dak and Zeke have been in the league. And the same players are there and they're still in their prime. Aqib Talib is not old. Chris Harris Jr. is not old. Von Miller isn't old. Brandon Marshall. So these aren't players that were in their 30s when they won that Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. These were players 24, 25, might be 27 when they – so they're still in their prime. So I'm saying this defense is just maturing more, and they're they're almost like the Seattle defense to this point. Like they, you know, uh, instead of having the Legion of Boom, you got the no-fly zone now. So you've had Chris Harris Jr. and Tlaib playing with each other for a while now. They just got rid of T.J. Wood, which I thought was crazy as hell. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I I I think that defense is legit. Did you see Did you see um Talib's uh, uh interception return? It was like on the. Oh yeah, I seen that. I seen I seen that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I'm happy Dallas lost. Yeah, I'm I'm getting my full I, dose of uh, ESPN like <laughs> more than I used to, and I I seen that. Like, you know, they deserve to lose every game. But Dang. that's me. I don't, I don't like the Cowboys. You, you're like an Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> he been giving me that feel today. <laughs> you know? Dang. We, like, we did discuss. Man, that's because you sent me on a journey. So, <laughs> but anywho. Right. So, um, does that about wrap it up? So, yeah, no, so, no. so, let's do this right before we wrap up. Each person give your top three teams in the league right now. I say it's Oakland, the Chiefs, and Atlanta. Those are my top three teams. Go, Jason. Dolphins, Chiefs, Damn. and I'll go. I'll go uh, Atlanta as well. What you say, Chris? Actually, you know what? No, not Atlanta. Detroit. Um. Really? Really? He did that. He did. He just did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Atlanta. Atlanta Chiefs, and and um, I'm also gonna say Oakland. Smart guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe next time me and Jason LeBond enough, and he'll he'll come around to us. Nah, that's, yeah, that's that's how I, feel. I just feel like they they're you know they've improved so much. All right, so kind of to kind of shift gears a little bit, can we talk about this fight though? Let's let's talk about Canelo GGG, you know Triple G. Like that was um that was a real fight. First yeah, as foremost. opposed to a fake fight. Yeah, as, as opposed, opposed to the fight that we just saw beforehand, like if you compare the Mayweather and, and uh, um, McGregor McGregor fight to I, this fight, I thought that was a real fight too. But it, it was, it was. Let they, me did say a, this. they did a great job. It was an entertaining fight, but in terms of skill, in terms of actual boxing, this one was this was a far sweet support. science. This was a sweet science. There was far so much. Rather. Yeah, there was so much, so many haymakers, so many big hits. Um, but it ended in a draw, guys. I, I I disagree with that assessment. Uh, Triple G obviously won that fight. Um, he was the aggressor. He, but you know the crazy thing about it is, from the onset, everybody was saying that okay, you're in Vegas. Canelo is the new guy. Pacquiao's not here. There's no real prime time mainstream heavyweights. Mayweather's gone. Canelo, you're the guy, and. He had to really dominate Canelo for him to win the decision. He had to knock him out to win or dominate, and, and he didn't either. The fight was close, but I think it was obvious that if you understood boxing, that Triple G won the fight. At least seven to five. At least seven to five. 
I can see how you could score eight four, and I can see how somebody could score six six, but I cannot see it, and I didn't bring this point up ten two like the uh, the the Judge Bird. Yeah, that's that, that was that was that, that was, was insane. But that was beyond comprehension. Do you, do you think that? When we sit down and, and analyze this, because you you brought up um, when we were off when we were off air, you brought up Atlas and his anger, and how he felt about the decision, and um, it's justified anger. It's very justified. Well, right, right, right. Absolutely. And, and, and um, you know, when we look at boxing as a sport, isn't it weird when we sit down and we and we see what just happened here? How many other times in history has this happened? Well, we just seen it recently with uh, Jeff Horn and Pacquiao. That's right. The fight in Australia. Yeah. And then the thing about it is, what is it about Manny Pacquiao that people are not admiring or celebrating or respecting? Because he's had two very controversial situations with two fighters that weren't even in his class. So you have this Jeff Horn kid. Out of Australia, that's not necessarily a big name. He's a big name there. Mm-hmm. That clearly lost that fight. Mm-hmm. And then when he fought a fighter more of his caliber, but still not on his level historically, Tim- Timothy Bradley Jr., Timothy Bradley thought he lost the fight. Yeah. You can see it in his face. Yeah, like, yeah. I won't. So <laughs> boxing has its history in this, you know, and I think – the pressure and see this is the thing that that could be a parallel to what we deal with in terms of our community and in terms of politics the pressure on this judge i don't know if she resigned but she's not going to be able to um judge like any big fights for for a while now they didn't specifically say what it was that she was suspended fired but the public pressure because she's done this Before. several times yeah and so i i applaud teddy for showing the passion that he did. Imagine this. Stephen A. Smith is the church mouse in the room. <laughs> yeah. Because Teddy gonna, Atlas was. He's a lot to nothing. shut him up. Yeah, man. So uh, shout out to Teddy for, for his passion and, and, and bringing up the corruption and bringing up the fact that, you know, this is not new. And just saying that, you know, the sweet science needs to be protected. There needs to be some oversight. There needs to be some regulation and there needs to be some integrity in a sport that people appreciate. You know, it makes people not want to watch, even though the fight was great. It puts a sour taste in your mouth when you want to see a competitor of that level. When we're talking about warriors in the ring, boxing is not an easy thing. People don't just sit up. And, and think to themselves, you know what I want to do when I grow up? Punch on other people. Yeah. And when you watch that and see, as Teddy was saying, a part of you gets left in that ring. People end up with very severe consequences for the choices they make as a profession. And when you become a boxer, you make a very, <sighs> a very, very tough decision with the rest of your life. Yep. And so for those people not to be rewarded properly with the justification of if it's just accomplishment to say I won, forget the money, just to say I won, and it's taken away from them by corruption, greed, and money in politics, mm-hmm. it's sad. But that's why a lot of people have uh, they're, they're they're losing interest in boxing because of that. You know, it, it's just so much corruption within the sport, and you know, fights being fixed, judges being paid off, yeah. you know, things like that. And, that. and that's why, you know, boxing literally took a big hit. And UFC was able to come in and scoop up a lot of, you know, boxing fans because, you know, it was more of a 
combat sport, you know, with UFC, you're either submitting them or they got knocked out for the most part. But in in in, in when you watch the decisions, they were fair. So when it came right. when the whole when when they when the three rounds played out, when the five rounds played out, you said, you know what, I can see how that judge can score the fight that way. Yeah. You know, it it all we want in anything we do is honor. We just want you to be Amen. honorable. We just Amen. want integrity. We just want fairness. I don't care what it is. Like I, I may disagree with you and I may want something to go a certain way. But my father always told me that you have to be fair, son. At the end of the day, and when you don't see fairness and in, and injustice, it just really, you know, rubs people the wrong way. I think the issue that a lot of people had, too, was that, like you said, he was the aggressor. Um, I remember I was speaking to you a little bit about how it, it depends on what we weigh more. Do we weigh power punches more than we weigh jabs? But, I, you know, after looking at the CompuBox numbers, it's interesting because it seems that uh, Triple G outlanded Canelo 218 to 169 and and like he there was double the amount of jabs and i think canelo only it only landed like four more power punches and percentage wise was a little better like canelo's at at like 41 percent and on power punches and like 33 percent on total uh total punches in general versus 31 percent and 29 and and you know triple g threw way more punches so i guess when you factor that into it it comes into play but i mean for this to be scored a draw it, it is unfair because Triple G's record is now messed up because of it. Right, right. But, so you have to take that into account. Like, does yeah. that man's legacy not matter just because you, because the sport wants to see a rematch? You could have seen a rematch with a clear winner. It still could have been a rematch. I agree, too. But a so, lot of times it just, it just adds the it injury. It doesn't sell as much. Right, right. And so, you know, even though Golovkin, to me, clearly won the fight, you have to realize that Golovkin is older. So his his time and making money and his name from because of where he's from, so that that plays a part. Like geopolitics plays a big role in in boxing. So the Mexican fighters and the the black fighters or the all American white fighters they're gonna have a a backing that somebody from Kazakhstan is not gonna have. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a smaller country. It's not known for boxing. So when you have a Mexican fighter, it takes you back to the days of the guy that promoted the fight, like an Oscar De La Hoya yep. or a Julio Cesar Chavez. And these people were big in the sport. And so now you have Canelo, which to me can be a bigger star than both of them because of the way he boxes, um, and the time that he's in. It just goes to show that there's always power in politics and everything, and it's and it's just it's just sad. And so when you talk about power in politics and you try to mix it with with what we want in terms of fairness and integrity, it's sometimes things that don't mix, which I which I feel like should. Yeah. I mean, anything else on this? I mean, we kind of touched on it. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I I can't wait for the rematch to be completely honest. It was, I, it was really good. It was very good to watch. One thing I will say that in terms of in terms of the sport of boxing, I felt proud watching that fight, though. That fight was powerful. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just in terms of just because there was good punching or whatever. Strategy. The yeah. strategy on display was just really – it was just a really good but fight. But the thing about it is, because now I've watched the fight a few times, the thing about it is the fact that i seen um, Canelo fighting like Floyd to some degree. He was trying to counterpunch more than – usual even though he is a counter puncher but yes i understand but what i'm saying is you never see canelo dancing around the ring he doesn't he doesn't do that so he he was somebody that 
would get in the pocket and counterpunch, not necessarily dance around the ring. I seen Canelo put his hands behind his back. Yeah. Canelo doesn't fight like that, so I feel like he's trying to take that that Lomachenko, that Floyd Mayweather swag, and now because those guys are not no longer fighting, he wants to kind of fill that void. And Canelo, you don't have to do that. Canelo, you're a superstar in your own right. You've paved your own way. The way you fight is special. Yes. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, Canelo, you're a special fighter. And so I think he ended up making this a situation where he could have possibly won the fight if he would have fought how he normally. I think was. it was disheartening though, because when he was really landing shots. What I'm trying to tell you is, if he wasn't doing so much of that, it, it would have been a more competitive fight, and he might have did some damage to uh, Triple D to a point where they would have felt like, yo, if we're gonna be lopsided in our judging, yeah. they might have gave him some more rounds for him to win the fight. But he also could have died. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because when you hit somebody, yeah. the way he was hitting Triple G, and he and, and he was just shaking it off like it was a, a mosquito bite, you know, it, it does it does something to you psychologically. You oh, do, it does, because you, you know you're hitting somebody yeah, with a brick. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. And last time, like <laughs> last time they fell. <laughs> so wait, you know. But anyways, all right. So I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully, we get a great rematch, and hopefully, it doesn't. I mean, it's not going to end in a draw. I know somebody's going to leave that. It's going to be a clear winner. Yeah, now. someone's. Yeah, someone's going to. Because the money will be off the table. Because Triple G will be too old the next time they fight. So and then they'll want um, Canelo to fight somebody more like a. If he can get up to 168 or 175, fight a hundred Ward, mm-hmm. or because they really want a Golovkin Ward fight, but I don't know if that'll happen. Or he might have to go down to 154 and fight somebody like Earl Spence Jr. So it just depends. Like after this next one, that'll be it. So they'll, they'll have a winner. Is, is basically my point. All right, cool. So we got to talk about something that's been all over the news and everybody's been talking about it. This, I mean, dominated the the sports circuit for the last what? month now month and a half uh-huh. um i do want to play a little bit of a segment um that happened between stephen a smith and kyrie irvin in regards to him talking about why he left the cavaliers to kind of set up this discussion because i hope hopefully we have some different opinions on this because i i don't know the more i have like an evolved opinion about this okay you know and y'all know i'm a lebron guy no no secret we all know he's a lebron he's not a lebron guy I know Jason is, is, is and, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty moderate in my LeBron yeah, opinion. So, so, so we got a nice so, blend. Yeah. So let's see how we feel about Kyrie. Oh, look at I, this. You see how this guy just looked at me? Moderate <laughs> in your opinion. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more moderate than Chris. Listen, I'm fair. I can back I, my I, shit. I didn't anyway. say you, you Bernie Sanders <laughs> and I'm Hillary Clinton on it. It's cool. I'm a centrist on it. All right. Let's hear. You know, let's hear. Yeah. I'm let's still hear. Progressive. Let's hear what uh, Kyrie said. Well, this, this, this is just interesting. I feel All like right, cool. I feel like he is going to go in the Hall of Fame for the sidestep that he's got right Our here. Our next guest so. is an NBA champion, a four-time All-Star. He's embarking on a new chapter in his career this season after being traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Boston Celtics in pursuit of being the leader of his own squad. We welcome Kyrie Irving to the first take desk. So good to have you. How you guys doing? Good. Thank you so much for being here. So right now, everybody so on Facebook Live, we um. Oh yeah, we yeah yeah we watching. Uh, well, it yeah, was, watching uh, the it was uh, yeah. interesting, interesting six years. Um, and you think about how the journey uh, transcended my career uh, from starting the first three years. Uh, that was a picture in itself. And then the last three years, and um, you think about uh, those finite moments that have defined you as a player and as a man. Um, you're very appreciative of it. Um, getting the chance to play with some unbelievable teammates, some get, I had the chance to be with some unbelievable coaches as well. 
uh, got a chance to develop and evolve as a man, and um, I just felt it was best for my intentions to, to leave. Let's break this down and let's get specific for a couple of things. I appreciate you being on the show. You know me. I'm going to ask now. What happened, man? Because it just seemed like, you know, one minute you're in the championship, you're in the finals, you know, you're hugging LeBron, you're happy to be in Cleveland, you're looking forward to coming back to compete for another championship, and then the next minute you want out. What happened? Uh, I was just very patient in my approach, um, you know, understanding what the magnitude of the moment was. I wasn't going to allow anything else to get in the way of our team's success. So I was just very diligent, um, very professional in terms of this whole entire process. Um, and, and the request came at a, at a time where I felt it deemed right for me um, as a 25-year-old evolving man. Uh, coming in to perfect my craft every single day. I just wanted to be in an environment where I felt like I could be taught every single day and be have that demand from my coaching staff and have the demand from a franchise um, that would propel me to exceed my potential or seeing how, where, how far I can go. That makes all the sense in the world in terms of the timing of you saying to the Cleveland Cavaliers you want out. But by your answer, you just gave indications that this has been something that was stirring and percolating for a little while. Like you knew that you was approaching this moment. You just didn't want to be a distraction to the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I was just very patient within those moments because I knew that the importance wasn't in my ego or anything that existed from the reasons on why I would come into work every single day and not give 100% and not give my teammates everything that I had. Um, from that standpoint, that was the way I was raised. I, I was raised in being in a professional environment, being in a workplace and making sure it's conducive for everybody. So having those relationships and developing those every single day. And then on top of that, still wanting to be as successful on the court and still trying to figure out myself off the court. I had to balance those two. And I felt like when I was coming into that environment, um, there were times where it just my energy was just a little off and um, I just had to figure that out. And there were times when after games I would go out and shoot, um, you know, as any professional athlete or any person knows when in your workplace and you have those tough days, there are questions that you ask yourself, is this the right thing for me right now? And um, I answered that question myself. Our next so so there we go. There we have it. Now. There's a lot more to this. They asked about LeBron, why he asked. Well, there's a lot of stuff that we, a lot of angles we can go with this. Mm-hmm. But are you buying it? When you listen to Kyrie Irving, a lot there's there's mixed reactions with this. There are some people that are saying, "Yeah, boy, you know that's what I'm talking about." Da-da-da. And there's people that's kind of like, "Man, you are now the you are now the official king of the sidestep." Like you didn't answer. I felt like the longer he spoke, the less I really understood. He was very cryptic. Yeah. I mean, that, that was on purpose. I feel like he was very measured. I feel like he was very well thought out and not giving up, I guess, whatever information he felt like would put him in a different light. And he did a good job of keeping the narrative how he wanted it to be kept. And I don't I don't fault him for that. He never at once sounded bitter. Um, mm-hmm. He just sounded like this is all I'm giving you. Be glad that I'm here and uh, respect what I did, you know, because what I really kept hearing him say was the simple fact that let's let's really get off LeBron's dick for like two seconds and recognize the fact that I'm an all star player as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the sun doesn't rise or set on LeBron James in my world. That That's what I really was hearing from his message indirectly, like because mm-hmm. we, we wanted to he, every time Max or. 
Stephen A. or Molly would bring something up, it always would start with LeBron. Like LeBron was the entire atmosphere because he kept speaking on the atmosphere. He that, said there was other, thing, other there was thirteen other players. On right, the right, so. right. And 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 obviously the atmosphere is largely created by LeBron, d- depending on what the situation is in terms of if it's LeBron actually breaking records, if it's LeBron actually chasing another title. So the media circus is going to come because of LeBron largely. But at the end of the day, I felt him as a man. We may not agree with who we think he is, but he obviously thinks he's more than what we think he is. Yeah. He, he, that, that's obvious that he feels that I'm, a, I'm an alpha dog as well. And so I don't have to ask LeBron for permission. It's none of your business to really understand my motives. And just, there was a lot of stuff that happened. For example, yeah. on the show, if you watch, he he belittled Max Kellerman like almost like like almost like nine times, like for the questions that he was asking him. Yeah, but I think I think Stephen A. and and see that's what happens a lot of times. Like when you get to a level in and of that type of journalism, you forget the simplicity in just asking a specific question. Like because what they didn't get him on was the fact that he kept saying that the environment was pretty much toxic. So his um perfecting his craft was was not optimal yeah and so the the question needed to be asked well what was it about the environment that felt that you felt like it was conducive for you to leave like you felt like your best situation would be to go somewhere else and now that you're in boston why is that environment any different they never really got to what is it in the the environment specifically is it lebron is it the coaching is it your teammates is it the fact that you're now a shooting guard, essentially masquerading as a point guard. What what is it about? Is it personal? Max asked that and he evaded it. But because he kept saying it so much and he kept making that a point of contention, like, yo, it's the environment. It's the environment. It's the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. Well, what about the atmosphere? You know what? I feel like at the end of the day, he wanted to be wanted. And I feel like Cleveland showed more want into LeBron. And you should. And I feel like, you know, he was looking at it from a standpoint that, well, I didn't have to sign an extension. I could have left after my rookie contract was up. I stayed. You know, I I was looking to be that piece to to build around and do things here in Cleveland. And then LeBron decided all of a sudden, oh, I want to go back home. And I think that hurt what his plan was and maybe even the plan he had set forth within the organization, because you remember they, they gave him that nice contract Mm -hmm. after his rookie year, our rookie uh, deal was up. So I I feel like, you know, the environment was maybe the organization going back off of what they said and what they aligned and wanted to happen because they didn't know LeBron was going to come back. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, that kind of stuff. And then obviously, you know, LeBron being who he is, he comes with a lot more, I don't want to say baggage, but he does. And I don't mean baggage in a bad way. I mean, you know, he comes with his entourage. He comes with all the people that get the perks of him being who he is on that particular team. Because one of the things he couldn't do, he couldn't do all of that when he was in Miami. Pat Riley wasn't going for that. 
So I feel like, you know, Kyrie as a superstar player seeing, well, how come I can't get this? How come, you know, this isn't the so best some in, envy or, or jealousy there? Too? I don't. In a sense, yes, I feel like he and I feel like that's why he keeps talking about the environment. And that's why he keeps talking about being able to grow as a man. I feel like he can't because as long as LeBron is on that team, it's always going to stifle his growth. Okay. And it was just time for him to move on now when he's still in his prime. You know, I, I at 25, he might not. He hasn't even reached his peak yet. Yeah, 27 is usually when you get there. So, you know, I felt like he realized, you know what? I can't keep being Robin to Batman. You know, I need to now become a man and step out and and do the things I want to do, play the game I want to play, be more true to me okay. than than necessarily true trying to, to be a teammate in in Cleveland with such a large shadow. Correct. All right. Mr. Yeah. LeBron, how, how do you feel about that assessment? I think that's actually fair. I mean, I think... I think the more I sit down and really look at what happened, it's kind of like I don't want to blame Kyrie too much. It, it, it is his fault for for how how you know I don't know why. But he hold to on, that. real quick, how can you blame someone for wanting to leave a business decision? No, no, no. Here's my thing. What I mean by blame, okay, I guess. How do I explain this? Remember how we were using the word judge before? Blame yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily. What, what I'm trying to say is that. With this particular trade, it did to a lot of us. It came out of left field. He was dealing with some internal situations within the team, and I think it's indicative of of that generation. He's 25 years old. That generation is different. That they're different. And Kyrie Irving to me is is almost like a poster child for them. You know, because you know he wants to grow. He wants to do what he has to do. So he chose. You know, he chose to say, "I want to be traded." And it worked out for him. Him him landing in Boston. Can't imagine if he went to Phoenix or something. You know, like it, it worked out. It's in Boston. He has a chance to compete. Not only a chance to compete, he has a chance to to go against his former team. And and you know, can you imagine how amazing it would be for him if they beat the Cavs and and went you know you know went to the finals? I mean, right. not saying that's going to happen. I don't see it. But if it happened, that would be that would be amazing for him. But my thing is, it's more about his demeanor. That gets me. And and I and I think, you know, it's so easy to go back to the whole conspiracy of like when you're on LeBron, when you play with LeBron, you know, it's his way or the highway and every, you know, it's just hard to play on a LeBron team. It's hard to go to the finals every year. It's hard to, you know, however you want to play it. Because right. when I look at how he rolls and the way he was with everyone else, you know, when they're saying that during playoffs – he wouldn't even speak to the team during practice. Do you know how weird that is to be practicing with somebody and you're you're calling out defenses, you're saying screen, screen, you're doing all this other Switch. stuff, and this guy don't even talk to you. You get into the locker room, man, man, good job out there, you know, like you don't even talk. So if he if if that's who he is, I'm a firm believer in you. You know, wherever you go, there you are. So I don't think that him going to Boston. All of a sudden, he's gonna be have some kind of epiphany, and he's gonna change as a as a person. But but let's 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 think though, his game on the court 
never resonated that he wasn't talking to his teammates. And that's what he said in that interview. He always gave them 100%. Look at how he played. He, you could never sit there and say Kyrie quit on Cleveland. But see, quitting and being supportive and engaged are two different things. You can go out and ball on your own, Jason, and, and give 100%, but that doesn't mean that we're, we're giving team effort and we're being encouraging to each other. And I think Chris is more so saying, how can you be a teammate to me and not even speak to me? But again, I, I think that that comes down to he was, like he even said, being patient. I think it was just he did it say was, that a few times. It was building, 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 and it got to a point where it was like, okay, you know what? Let me just get through these next few months or weeks or however long till the season ends, and then I need to move on because this situation that I am in isn't the best for me. And I think that's what happened with him. You know, he went out. He gave it all he got on the court. And, yeah, you know what? Maybe the last few weeks of the season or the last couple months, however long, he may not have been the best teammate because he wasn't speaking to him, But he wasn't there mentally. Physically, he was there because he was giving it his all. I mean, you can't, you can't say the man didn't ball in the finals again. Oh, or in no, no, no. So he gave it that. his all. But mentally, he checked out on the team, possibly. You know, it just was no longer – he was fighting an uphill battle he couldn't win. And I feel if LeBron wasn't there, it'd be a different story. I feel LeBron He'd had be a, okay with losing but be okay with being the man. Right. And, and I think – because if you even think, you know, a lot of people will talk about, oh, well, he went to Boston, this, that, and the other. Boston wasn't a team he wanted to go to when he named – the few teams that he would play for. But yeah. well, best believe he's not upset that he's there. Oh, of course, he's not upset that he's there. I mean, by any means, because now he still has the potential to play for a multiple contender. championships. Yeah. You know, Boston has the potential to be there. So, I mean, by far, he's not upset. But looking at the teams he chose, he was more so looking, as he said, to become a man, to, to really evolve his game. He wasn't looking to be going to to do like a Kevin Durant and going to a contender already. You know, he was okay with playing with the Heat. You know, it's a theory that I think is also very true. But he said Spurs too, so it's kind of conflicting. No, 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 no. It's starting to make sense now. Like even listening to YouTube, it started to make sense. Listen, the guy did say something that I, I I pointed out to you when I played that clip real quick. That I guess I never even thought about. Maybe it had to do with the coaching. See, if he plays, when you play on Celtics, you play with Brad Stevens, you play with a coach, like someone who's going to bring the best out of you, elevate your game, make you become more than what you are. When you play for Teron Lue, that's not necessarily what you're going to get. I'm not trying to trash him, yeah, but, but Lue's, it's a, not a, it's not, Lue's not Brad. He's, he's, a, he's, not Brad. he's a player coach. He's, he's, not, LeBron. he's, not, he's yeah. not a Spolstra. He's not a um. Yeah, he's Popovich. not a Popovich. Yeah. You know, so he's when, you start, thinking, when you start thinking when you start thinking about true. the teams, the, the, four, the four he did yeah. say we're all powerful coaches and keep go back to this is a guy who played for Coach K. I do, yeah. So this is a guy who values that mentorship. I mean, technically he played for Coach K for what, two games? It doesn't matter. He got the, <laughs> No, he played for him for the golden for the USA. Oh, okay. 
True. All right. You, you see, you see how the assholes get them yeah, kicking their ass. Bro, yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, you so Duke, maybe. So, you know. No, I did. I did. It's like ten games. It just, though, I just got. Damn. I got lucky with that one. I got lucky. You with did. That. You did. <laughs> did. Really? But that's two times. Because remember, he was a, Ray, I got Ray Ray Lewis too. So I, I'm on, I'm two for two right now. Yeah, but anyways, you're real lucky with that one. so so my thing is now that I'm listening to this more, it could obviously LeBron has an issue. He had an issue with LeBron. I don't care how he tries to dress it up. Because when they ask him, is LeBron better than KD? He couldn't even answer straight up. You know, whatever. But but he probably does just value good coaching, being a good situation, and and he it's all about him. But it all about him in a I want to develop as a player. Because way. think about it, you know, a lot a lot of people do talk about how you know LeBron is like the coach, the coach. of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyrone Lue and even um uh, uh what's the guy Black? They were just figureheads. They were just somebody that was there. Cause think you, you think. Such a hard time holding on to a coach when LeBron is there because LeBron's personality and his demeanor and his want to be involved in everything and do everything outweighs any coach's decision. Because, I mean, think he's been in he was in Cleveland. He's been in Cleveland. Eleven years now, Uh, is that about right? Eleven. And how many how many different coaches has he had in eleven years? Oh my gosh, so many! Yeah, you're but right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it, stability. You want it, stability. It's hard to keep a coach there because LeBron demands, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, he wants the best out of everybody around him, and he demands such a strong coach that our our personality or something that they it's like that coaching job is a revolving door hindsight 2020 spolstra obviously was his best coach yeah right but at no, the but, time but at the time they, he, they called, who's, but, go ahead. who's the guy there pulling the strings for real which pat is pat riley right yeah, yeah so I mean, pat kind of keeps that together like so if pat makes the decision for you know lower management but that's what but that's he's what, gonna make sure you don't disrespect spo but that's what he doesn't have in Cleveland. Yeah, Dan you know, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have that, and I, I think that's why the situation was a little different. And I, I think for him, you know, just coming to Miami, you know, one of the things besides the team getting older and whatnot, or old, if you want to just use old, you know, he didn't get away with everything. Like I said earlier, he was getting away with in Cleveland. You know, going back to Cleveland, it made it easier for him. And I think that stifled Kyrie's growth as a player and, you know, maybe even as a man, because, you know, you have someone as good as LeBron is. Sometimes you just need to sit back and let the coach do the coaching. You're the player. Let the coach coach. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kyrie might have had a problem with that. You know, like, look, I need I want to actually have a coach and not a player coach. Yeah. I can I actually that's an angle that's not really talked about, but I, I definitely think that played a part. Because I mean, think about it. He But they play, play on that dude. In the in the media, they play on that a lot. Because every see the thing about the media is they start to influence the way we feel about certain situations with the imagery and the videos they show. Every time they talk about this, they show about two or three clips. And every clip is LeBron looking at like he's yelling or sunning Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah. So you'll see them on the bench, a player between them, and LeBron is yelling, obviously, at Kyrie. Yeah. Or you'll see him talking to Kyrie, trying to show him how to do a play. So 
they're influencing our decision. You know what I'm saying? In terms of how we're thinking about this entire situation. Like, look, he's always got his hand in trying to control the situation. He, he's going to feel it. He's going to feel it throughout the season because Gordon Hayward is not LeBron James. But again, Kyrie wasn't looking to play with Boston. He wasn't looking to have a LeBron James type player. He wants to be his own player. No, what I'm saying is the reality is going to kick in. So it's been it's been three years since he's known what losing was. Yeah, but you got to remember. Think again. Think about most of the teams that he was he wanted to go to. Every I mean, team they he weren't going to go to. They were going to win. But oh. they they weren't. The only team was the Spurs that was already that caliber team that every year has a shot of going to the NBA Finals. But every team that he mentioned was going to go to the playoffs. If he was going to probably go. Yeah, yeah. if he went, if you went on the Timberwolves, bro, they wouldn't have been the best team in the NBA. No, if you substitute because you don't like Jeff T. But the the problem is, but the problem is, you don't know what Minnesota would have had to have given up to make that trade happen. I mean, think about what all Boston had to give up. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Let me let me take that back. Yeah, think about everything Boston had to give up. They would have gave up. They would have gave up Teague and some first round picks. No, they would have had Wiggins. Wiggins would have been gone. Wiggins would have been gone too. Wiggins would have gone back to Cleveland. And it would have been. I think. Wow, who they have at three? Muhammad. Muhammad would have started. Yeah, nah, you're right. But but as is no Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler would have started at the two, bro. Wiggins is at the two. So you're saying you would yeah, substitute. Butler, Butler's are three. Yeah. Butler's are three now? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So that's so my whole point is let's just let's just hypothetically say it's Teague, their best bench player, and two number ones in the future. Uh-huh. That's a solid team. Cleveland doesn't make that trade though. Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland doesn't Cleveland make that doesn't trade. trade. Yeah, Cleveland don't make that. You gotta think, you gotta remember, Boston's number ones are like top three. Yeah. They, you think Minnesota's the ones are going to be? But no, they but no, be. because you got to remember they gave up the new uh, the Brooklyn Nets. But it's not protected though. First round pick. It's not protected. You know, usually a right. top three protected, but it could be number one. It could be number five. But that's what I'm saying. They yeah. they have a shot at getting an, a top five pick because we all know Brooklyn is going to be probably at the bottom of the barrel again. Yeah. So you know, I mean, Minnesota didn't have teams. For what Cleveland got, team, there's no other team that had enough. Well, Phoenix did. Yeah, they just had to we give up Jackson. We kept talking about Phoenix. They, just they had, had to give up Jackson. Jackson. They just wanted to do it. If they gave up Jackson, I would have liked that trade way better. You get Eric Bledsoe and Josh Jackson and probably a second-round pick, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, but now you, as an organization, you're starting over again. Who? Who's starting over? Phoenix. Because now oh. you're getting you're getting rid of your two, well, one hopefully future star and one proven star. Correct. For Kyrie Irving, which is not bad. Dang. It's not bad. Not hey, bad put, at all. You put, but you put Bledsoe as a star? I, I think he's somebody that's he's, he's a star. I didn't say all-star. He's a star. Okay. He's he's a he, Let me tell you something. Eric Bledsoe in the right situation is a problem. Listen, I like Eric Bledsoe. He played under Chris Paul. He's a problem like in a, in a proper situation. We got to remember, Goran Dragic was... Shout out to, to Steve the Nash's. Euro Basket MVP. Oh, yeah. yeah I heard he, Slovenia. He, that's where he's from, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they won yeah. the tournament. So yeah. shout out to Corn. Yeah. So, I mean, Eric Bledsoe, you put Eric Bledsoe on the team with LeBron James Not and like, Josh Jackson. Listen, listen. The defense is now ridiculous. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I like Eric Bledsoe, too. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know. So I guess the more I listen to it, the more I kind of, like, don't fault, you know, Kyrie for feeling how he wanted to feel. And I, I do wish him success. Um, 
I don't think this is too much indicative on uh, of LeBron because I feel like LeBron allowed him to be himself. I think you know think he, he gave tried to accommodate. Him I think he him. really did. Yeah, I really do. I mean, unless unless there was just a lot of unless he's a LeBron's like an abusive parent or something or like you know <laughs> unless there's some stuff we just don't know. But from my from what I saw on the court, I felt like this was a guy who allowed you to be you and he was gonna be himself and you guys coincided. But it does it does kind of show just how you said cryptic is this the, just the best word. It just shows that this is all just business. We're taking a lot of this stuff like when it comes to Kevin Durant, when it comes to Kyrie Irving, when it comes to all of these players, we're all taking too much of this 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 all too seriously because clearly there is no loyalty in this league. There is none of this anymore. We gotta just we we need to retire that. Well, that, that should idea. have been retired a long time ago. The problem is that's what creates commerce loyalty. Because the reason why we can make this argument and debate fun when we go to football is because of loyalty. Jason has to be outside his mind to think the Miami Dolphins are a good franchise over time since he's been alive. And, and I'm not being disrespectful. I'm yeah, just you saying. Are. I'm, <laughs> no, no, no. No, but call like, a spade a spade. You're being disrespectful. So my my point in what apologize. I'm apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> my, my, my point, he just made me Jamel Hill, right? My, my point is that there has never been loyalty. And it's almost like, how do you ask something of somebody that you're not willing to give yourself? And not to get too deep, it's almost like something T.I. said about police brutality. Police always say, if you see something, say something, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's, it's police them. watching a dirty cop, you don't follow the same protocol. So it's almost like fans expect players to be loyal to franchises because they get enamored and they fall in love with players, but they never point the finger in the right direction, which is what happens when ownership, when they're never loyal, trades a player. Ownership doesn't get the same backlash that a player does when he makes a business decision. And so, they need this fandom, and that's why the word is shortened. You're a fanatic. You're, you're outside of your mind when you're a fan and you think that these things have anything to do with the emotion that you exude on a Sunday with football or on a few days out of the week with basketball. So I just think that, you know, we got to pump our brakes sometimes and, and look at this for what it is, like you said, as a business. I think that, that was- and that's what I said earlier. You know, Kyrie made a business decision for himself. You know, he made – even though – Obviously, yes, he got traded, but I mean, he pushed that to happen, you know, I mean, and at the end of the day, if if it didn't happen, I feel he still was going to give Cleveland 100 percent. I think I think because of 2016 and and the comeback from three one championship, I think that I can just never hate on that man for nothing. And I'm just going to. I'm just going to take it as it is. As much as I'm a LeBron fan, as much as I'm a this fan, uh, you know, I got to – I wish I do want to see Kyrie Irving succeed. And I think it's better for the league. The East already is looking shoddy as it is. (laughs) So I think it's – why not have at least two good teams in the East, you know, two or three good teams in the East 
that that can you know actually compete with some West Western Conference teams. Yeah, make it competitive. You know, so I, Jalen I do, Brown they say looks good. Jason know? Tatum should be all right. So it, I mean, I guess I, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I, I want them to do well. I, I do. I think they're going to be better than Cleveland. No, but I do want to. I still want to see Boston do very well. And you know, it is what it is. I guess I'm. I'm not gonna be like you know. I got people that's telling me, oh yeah, Kobe had something to do with this, and you know, a lot of people are saying. Oh, stuff. he definitely put that to bed. He, oh, what did he say? Kyrie basically said, "I'm my own man." Yeah. You know, you know, I had some mentorship. You know, I spoke to Kobe. I, I deal with Kobe, but this is all me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, it's it's crazy to think that people think that Kobe somehow, as a retired player, is somehow. Oh, he really put that out there, like yo. Don't put, don't bring that man in this. He's he's retired, enjoying himself. That this ain't got nothing to do with Kobe. <laughs> yeah, you know who said that, right? Take Ooh. a wild guess. Ooh. Someone that, someone that I know. Who's the biggest? Who's the most oh, illogical, <laughs> illogical Kobe fan? <laughs> Anyways, man. All right, so you know we gotta we gotta put this to bed. The show's coming to an end. Around the end of the show, we always have a pretty Hold awesome on. Real segment. Quick, real quick, before you get into that, you good? Go ahead. We didn't even talk about KD and his ghost tweeting, oh his God. ghost account. I don't, know, I don't know enough about it. Can you break it down real quick, though? So apparently, like, he – I don't know how – see, I don't have a Twitter, so I don't really know how it works. But apparently, I guess he tweeted – In third person. Yeah, in third person about how much in he – In the third person, I'm sorry. About how much he hated the players, some of the teammates in OKC, and he didn't like Billy Donovan. And he tweeted it on his own account. So it was like KD – Tweeting KD kind of thing, and, and he really messed up because he, he actually admitted that he kind of has like dummy accounts for this. Yeah, and I mean he came out he came out and said it was him. But see, I respected it in the sense that you should have probably insulted our intelligence and say you were hacked. But yeah, he said I did it. Yeah, he, he admitted it then, and <laughs> it was it was bad because he he talked he just. I heard he's still saying crazy stuff. The last quote I, I heard him say has something to do about like I, I play basketball, I have acne, I drink beer, I slide. In oh DMs. yeah, that was that was that was Yo. the YouTube comment he said to somebody like you're so far you're like different from us, and he was just basically saying that that he's know? not. So, but but again, I was I was listening to something that made a lot of sense in doing that. You you get the likability pass to a degree because you're you're. You're humanizing. You're human, yeah. You, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, damn, he's showing his vulnerability. Like you, you are touchable. You know what I'm saying? Because most times we think about the untouched. But then you have on the other side of it, which Will Kane, which I don't like, what I agree with, was saying, bro, that's kind of lame for you to do what you did. Yeah, that's a creep. That's creep, bro. Like, <laughs> like you have <laughs> fake accounts so you can argue with people on the internet and right. like. Why that's, do you care enough? Is that's what uh, you're Greenberg a multi millionaire. Forget a multi millionaire. You're Kevin Durant, man. Your household name. Yeah, but NBA champion. It's easy to say that when you're not Kevin Durant. I think he's got a disorder. I don't even. I, nah, <laughs> oh, I, nah, listen. Wow. I ain't even trying to be. I ain't trying to be really? crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it like on some like like he needs to be in the loony bin or nothing like that. I just think that, you know he's one of those kids that has like you know like like had he not played Can basketball, he not had he not played basketball, he would have been that weird kid in school that. <laughs> That didn't want to go to prom, you know? Like, I don't know. I really got to go to prom. Like, he would have been that guy. I don't know, bro. Man, all right. Listen, man. <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen a player at his caliber be that sensitive ever. He he is the easiest NBA player to trigger. I swear to you, if we just put a concerted effort right now and went at him for at least a week, we'd get we'd get we'd get something. 
and there'd be some know, kind of article written about it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's some other weak guys out there. They're just not. The That's spotlight. as good as, K, that, no, as but, how, but, big well, as KD. Well, how many people are big as KD? You got ten people we could talk about. And okay, and none to... of them are like him. Fair enough. Come on, man. He's if, if you're in that conversation of the the KD conversation, I feel like it's not like he does it. It's not like he every now and then does it. Thinking that these people aren't human, and we just kind of said that with the fan thing, like we. It's almost like you're saying what he did is beneath him. And so it's also beneath Chris and it's also beneath Brandon. But nah, you'll get that ass clapped. You come for me, bro. You understand, though, it's not that I don't want to say it on some superiority sense. I'm saying that once you reach that certain status, you need to be more protective of I your agree. image and, and the things that, that you do. And so he's just so he's such a loose cannon with it. I feel like that it's because he doesn't have the willpower to to not respond. Like he's easily triggered. He's Trump. Nah. Okay. I. Right. I. Fact of the day. I. He ain't <laughs> Trump. He ain't like Trump. Nah. So you mean to tell me if I don't if I, if I don't start if I start saying some crazy stuff about him, he won't always get at me just like Trump always gets at everybody else? What's the difference? He. I don't think he always does it, and I don't think he's that sensitive. I think that he he does it sometimes. The man has fake accounts, bro. <laughs> what? Do you understand that now? Once that you know how that cha- you know how that, how much that changes everything. It does. That means that that means the times we think he didn't say anything, he might have been saying stuff through one of his fake accounts. I'm with you on that, Chris, but I'm just not gonna make the. The equivalency yeah, of because he don't want to say Trump. You, of, you of feel Trump, like it's bro, insulting like Kevin Durant. That's absolutely, it is, man. <laughs> that's really absolutely, insulting, isn't bro. that crazy? Because the president, because the president, <laughs> right? So because if you if you're bringing up Kevin Durant and saying okay, somebody's actually getting on him about something that's truthful, and Kevin Durant just says, "Look, bro, I'm just like you." That's completely different from saying, "Hey, Trump, chill out. You, you're saber rattling with." Korea, North Korea, and he says, "Well, I'm going to get the job done," and he just goes off on a tirade, bro. It's just like it's not even the same. It's it's just it's just two different things, bro. Only reason I'm saying that is that it's it's relevant now because he's president. But no, 45 gets sensitive, and he's always been sensitive. But he get he's, he's sensitive with nuclear bombs. KD <laughs> KD is sensitive about his teammates or something like that. Let's <laughs> he, let's be real. I get it, but before he was oh, so president, you just make, so you just making a parallel that was, both of them are sensitive. Is yeah, that what you're be, to before say? he was before he was sensitive with, with Rosie O'Donnell. He was sensitive with other other celebrities. He was sensitive with ever ever people would talk about him before. But did he say anything when people were getting on him about what he did in Golden State? I don't think he said anything about that. What all the time? Like for example, when people would would comment snake. Like do the snake emoji and stuff like that. He would be. You know how you want to know how sensitive he is. Have you seen his shoes? They have like everything everybody says. Yeah, they have every single motivation, man. No, but I'm saying though, like he's that's what he's about now. He's become he's become the heel of the NBA. Nah, nah, he's no. He can't be a heel. He's not a. He's a. He's a terrible villain, bro. He's almost, bro. Well, the Rock could be a good villain, so I can't even make that that comparison, bro. But he's the worst villain you could ever come up with. He's a fucking good guy, bro. It's could you imagine KD, bro? Oh, His man. personality, bro. It's bro. It's almost like, and I know they have a comic now, so I don't want to get too nerd like, but it's almost like Captain America becoming a bad guy. I mean, Captain America becomes nomad if anybody knows about any of that, but. KD as a bad guy makes no sense. So when you use the term heel, bro, he's terrible in that role. I feel like he's a bad guy. How? 
I'm not, I'm not, even like when LeBron think, tried to play the villain, I don't think it he, looked. But awful. he wasn't. But LeBron was the heel. He was, but he's and a lot he, better not, heel than Kevin Durant. At least when you see LeBron James yelling at a teammate, it looks believable. He's a less okay. Now you're talking about. Like, but it, but that's aesthetic. but that's. I'm talking but about. But that's all it is. But no, but see, he's a millennial. So Kevin Durant. As a heel is an emo, sensitive <laughs> teenager oh, who's seven foot tall. That's <laughs> oh. that's what that's what. No, but he's still that man. I'm but telling you, you, but man. do you realize, Chris, we do the same thing as grown men older than him? That's fine. That's so are fine. we emotional? Absolutely. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a multi-millionaire <laughs> NBA champion who's. But if I was but again, he is human. Uh, Bro, he, so, he just, just so my point is, Chris, when this show becomes what it needs to become, uh-huh. and we become the Max Kellermans of the world, and people start being savages on the internet. And I'm going to be a worse savage because now I'm going to be in these books a little more, <laughs> a little deeper, and I'm going to have better response. I'm going to have responses can do that, on though. deck. But we can do that, though. And guess what? Kevin Durant can do that, too. But my thing is. But that you, doesn't make us emotional. Boy, that just means I, I'll get in the mud with you. That's on, all dog. it means, come bro. Come on, dog. So, so, wait. So, so, pretty much, you'd feel better if he was just. If he was using his legit account, not using ghost accounts, so he was just coming straight out from his is own that, account. Is that is that the problem? No, that's the, ghost the newest of- problem. Even when, <laughs> oh, was, God. Listen, even when he was doing it before, <laughs> even when he was doing it before, I used to feel like he used to OD a little bit. Because sometimes, because sometimes he used to say I'm stuff. I'm letting that y'all was know like, right now. If y'all listen to this show and we get any bigger than we are, you will get exposed if you fuck yeah, with me. Yeah, but he's sometimes it's <laughs> no, back. bro. See, I, I don't play like <laughs> that, bro. Like, <laughs> wait, I'm not even. Hey, bro. let's get to the fact of the day. You out here threatening people already? I mean, the fact Oh, Absolutely, <laughs> because everybody's entitled to their own set of opinions. Everybody's not entitled to their own set of facts. So, fact: if you fuck with any of us, we're going to clap back. So, I'm just letting you know. In 1987, Walter Payton, the great late Walter Payton, set an NFL record for his 107th rushing touchdown. So, before Emmitt Smith came along and broke his record, the late great Walter Payton had 107 rushing touchdowns on no, no. September 20th, 1987. Fact of the day. Boom. Toma. Yeah, I don't even have nothing else to say. There's really nothing (laughs) else we can say. (laughs) Except for the simple fact that, man, listen, make sure you guys follow us on Everybody Has an Opinion on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Search Everybody Has an Opinion. Make sure to tune in on Blog Talk Radio and just search Everybody Has an Opinion. Also know that every single week we record right here on YoPodna.com. You can hear it live. You can hear us with all the mess ups and all the ums and all the whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, understand something. Everybody has an opinion. What's yours?